What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the LED Project Podcast. I am Wilkie Law, here with Kyle Krieger. Hello. And we are Lighthouse Educator Development, and we're here for our 12th podcast. Yeah. And so we're just going to jump right in. Um, Kyle, how's everything going for you? It's going excellent, man. We're just enjoying this little bit of summer. I'm getting set to... uh... Head back to Wisconsin in about a week. Going to spend some time with uh, my family. My sister is about to have, I said this on the last podcast, my sister is about to have their second baby. Exciting news. Doesn't, doesn't know what it is, boy or girl. They don't know or they're they not don't telling. Know. They don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. They don't know. They have names picked out, boy and girl, but I don't, uh, uh, I don't know. They don't, they're very tight-lipped with that. So, but I'm going to get to spend a good amount of time. Uh, up there this summer, so I'm looking forward to that. Getting out of the heat a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's getting toasty in Houston here in the <laughs> middle of June. So, yeah, seems like it's getting hotter faster, and the rain is welcomed. But then, as soon as the rain stops, it's, it's just it's, like it's just become stifling just, out yeah, there. I mean, it's sure, pretty man. bad. Yeah, man. You know, I'm in doing my curriculum writing right now. Uh, enjoying that. Um, that actually wraps up. Uh, Thursday, so I'll be pretty excited when that's over with and done, and you know, um, again, I just love having having a hand on what's what's being done for next year because it kind of gets me thinking about how I can plan and strategize for for my team for next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mathematically speaking, um, so since Ben is still not here with us on his two week yeah. leave, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to start with Kyle again with the clear the air. Oh, man. Clear the air. Oh, you want me to start? I'll start with myself. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, Go ahead. Now, I'm a huge sports fan. I mean, I, I'm i a huge sports fan. I, I, I will watch every sport known to man. I think that there's – I just love watching sports. And, of course, you know, everybody's now is talking about the basketball, you know, basketball championships. Um. You have LeBron James with Cleveland Cavaliers, and you have we used to say Steph Curry and in the Golden State, but now I really got to say Kevin Durant in Golden State. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a fan of Cleveland Cavaliers, nor am I a fan of the Golden State Warriors, but I am a LeBron James fan. Um, and I know some people, some of my buddies, are giving me flack for this, but I think that when you look at greatness. You have to respect the level of greatness. I wasn't a Kobe Bryant fan, but I respected his greatness at that moment. Everybody gets a period of time that, that they get to shine. And I think that when individuals do that, they, they, they open themselves up to a lot of hate. You know, but I hear people hate on LeBron James, but he's a guy who's been a stand-up guy in the community. He's funding uh, an entire school high school graduating class, going to college there in Ohio. Um, I mean, he does so much in the community. He's very active. He's a, he's, a, he's a husband. He's a father. And this is a guy who came straight from high school into the pros, went from high school to millionaire overnight, literally. And he has not lost his sense of self. And, and I think that we just don't give him enough credit for being, to taking greatness to that level. I get basketball players, oh, there's better players. I mean, you can argue that all day, who's a greater player 
in any situation at any time period, you know, depending on what you use. Bill Russell has the most rings. So if you want to talk about championships and, and that's what determines greatness, Bill Russell would have to be the, the grandfather of everybody because no one has 12 rings. Or is it 11 rings? 11. I, I think it's 11 rings. So, but I think that we just don't give LeBron the credit for being great, not only in his craft, but also in his community and also in his family. And I think that, that, that a lot of people have been thrown. I mean, I get memes all the time from my buddies from college and they're talking about LeBron this and he's a crybaby this and he's a crybaby that. But I just think that the hate that goes out toward him, I just think it's unfounded. And it just, it dumbfounds me because I don't understand it. I just don't. I mean, I just think that let people be great. I mean, we're watching right now some, some of the greatest basketball that's been taking place in a while. And in anything, any match, any type of sport competition, there's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser. And on any given day, anybody can win and anybody can lose. So let let it play out the way it plays out and let's go from there and just, you know, rock out with, with the winners and celebrate the winners and even celebrate those who made it to that point, you know. Both of them are winners in my eyes, but they're going to be one champion. So that's just kind of my, my, my clear the air. So. Yeah, I had a good one, and then we got talking on this conversation, and I, I kind of lost it. Oh, yeah. Um, Ben's been gone a couple weeks, so uh, normally I train with Ben in the afternoons, and it's um, really good because you have that accountability partner, and you have someone to program, and it's, it's just fun, so... It's been a little more difficult for me to, once I get going in my workout, I'm okay, but like to really get it cranked up and to get out there, you know, that, that little bit of motivation to actually get myself out there has been, been challenging. So I really value the fact that I get to train with Ben all the time and, and do those things. So it's really valuable and that seemed good to me for our topic tonight. So yeah, good segue. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of that until right now. <laughs> so that's good. Okay, so yeah. So now we're going to go into our next segment. Uh, Kyle drew the card this week. Um, I don't know what it's going to say uh, with We Connect. Again, shout out to uh, Chad Littlefield and Will Wise um, and the guys over at We and Me um, and We Connect. Um, so, Kyle, go ahead okay, and here we question. Go. What? Is difficult for you now, but was easy as a child. Wow. That's deep. What is difficult for me now, but was easy as a child. I would say resilience. Um, I I like to... Um, I like the word that I, I, I came, I talk about is bounce back ability. I think as I've gotten older, that, that, that ability to recover from a loss or recover from a negative situation, that, that time frame is getting longer and longer. And when you was younger, it's like, you know, you would boom and you would bounce right back. Boom, you bounce right back. And now it's kind of like the air is out a little bit and kind of got to wait a little bit to, for it to come back up. So I'd have to say resiliency in, in the face of situations is probably the one thing that, I'm, that I have difficulties with now that I didn't with as a child. Yeah, that's good. Um, 
For me as a child, I think um, just, you know, kind of having no uh, inhibitions, like really just being able to go into things and, and do things without the concern for what, you know, what it looks like or what it does look like in those times. It, I just, you know, and that's a product of being an adult and learning what's right and wrong. But I used to love those times where you just, you know, I can think back to one time, like, when I was growing up, our golf course, it rained one day, but I had a really good friend who lived right on the golf course, so we decided rather than going and playing golf, we would just go run down on the course and just slide through the puddles in our clothes, you know, and it was fun, it was great, and you you know, you do those kind of crazy things like that, and, you know, now you're an adult, you wouldn't go out and do those things, but just... Sometimes throwing caution to the wind and going out and having an adventure. I, I really wish I was more apt to take adventures. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think about my daughter and I used to, she was fearful of the rain and being out in the rain and the thunder. And we used to just go run out in the rain sometimes. Just go out. Just not, not because we're trying to run to the car, but just go run in the rain. And, and you know, really get wet. Get wet. I mean, what's, what's... It's not really not going to hurt you. It's not. Oh, yeah. And that's a good part of it, too, is to really know, under, to be willing to go and put yourself in that spot where you can learn, like, oh, this is not as bad as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's good. Good. That's a great question. I'm going to have to... That, you know, something about these cars that it's like questions that you would never think to ask someone. And when you ask them, you really have to stop and think about what it is. That's a great question because... Usually you think about it being the other way around. What were you? What were you? Are you good at now? That was hard that was that was hard as a child. We can most of us can answer that question, yeah. you know. But now, yeah, that's that's a great question. So again, big shout out to the guys over at We Connect, um, Chad Littlefield, Will Wise, um, amazing things that they're doing at We and Me. If you want your set of cards. Um, Give them, look them up, give them a shout out, let them know you heard it on our podcast and that Will and Kyle gave you the reference um, when you go there. All right. So now uh, Kyle kind of segued it and cleared the air. Um, subject that's, um, I would like to say is really near and dear to my heart, but I probably have to say no. It's one of the ones I like to talk about a lot, um, which is fitness. Fitness, fitness, fitness. So I'm going to turn it over to him as a fitness guru. And um, hopefully by the end of this, and I'll be honest, when we were, when we were planning this, I, I sat down and I said, and I said to him these exact words, maybe you can help motivate me through this podcast. And in the process, motivate other people at the same time. Because I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. So so let's talk fitness. Um. Well, you know, I think, to like just qualify us going back I think that was one of the things that really connected us mm-hmm. when we first met you know and you've said the story told the story before that you were you know helping me through what I was going through personally and I started helping you because I was really getting serious into CrossFit at that time um, but I think the number one thing and it was what we started talking about last week on the podcast about you know how teachers should develop themselves through the summer, you know, little chunks at a time every day rather than trying to um, cram it all into one time. And, and fitness is the same way. You, you, 
fitness is the accumulation of what you do daily. And I think uh, a lot goes into fitness more than just working out. Um, I think the number one thing that I really would like myself to do better is my diet. I eat pretty healthy, but I don't get a real variety of, you know, fish or, you know, different things. I eat the same things over and over on repeat because one, I know I like it and two, financially it makes sense because I can, I can live on a pretty tight budget. But I think the thing about it, and you and I were talking about a little bit, accountability is so important. Accountability is so important, and I was talking about it a little earlier with Ben. It's it's so much easier, I think, to suffer and to go through kind of the pain and, and the hardship of really being diligent about your fitness when you know you got someone that's going through the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, I go. You say that because I think about this show that was on from. Um, from fit to fat to fit, where um, the the trainer would actually gain weight. And granted, I know when you're gaining weight like that for over a short period of time, and you you're coming from a fit place, it is easier to take that weight off uh, once you start back working. But to, just to be able to put your foot in the boots of someone else, you know, some of those trainers had never been overweight their entire lives. They've always been fit. And so for them to put it on, you watch them go through depression. You watch them go through it. And I think that helped identify them with what their clients were going through. And, um, you know, Kyle and I were talking before we came on air about the fact that, you know, I I have set body goals that I know I want to reach. Um, And traditional training, most people want to get you in and want to show you what they know. Versus showing me what it is that I... Show me in me what I want to pull out of me. I don't care what you know. I mean, great. You're, you're, you, you know how to give me the best, you know, pyrotechnics. I know that doesn't have it. I mean, um, calisthenics. And you can get me on all the boxes. And you can do all this stuff here. And you, you know all the, the lingo. But at the end of the day, how is that going to help me accomplish my goal? And I, I think you bring up a good point about the relationship with either who you who trains you or who you train with like because there's a lot of ego and there's got to be a lot of humility in fitness like you have to be humble and check your ego about where you really are i think the most important thing that i've done um you know is been humble enough to check my ego in december of 2016 it's now june uh i weighed 197 pounds and I'm I'm five foot seven, and I hadn't noticed it until I started. I, I left the CrossFit gym I was at, and Ben and I just started training in our garage. He took a video of me once, and I saw it, and I was like, "This is bad." So at that point, I and had hold on, to, but at that point you had been trained. You were still training. I had been training five days a week for four years. But I had just gotten to the point where I was stale in my training. And I had just started to put mass on. I was not physically as healthy as I wanted to be. Um, But to have the humility to just look at myself and be like, okay, I know this is not where I want to be. 
and also that thing too with the relationship with Ben is I can take feedback from him. I can take feedback. I can take criticism from him because I know he has my best interests at heart. I mean, it's the same in an educational relationship. Maybe some people want a drill sergeant to bark orders at them. That's how they want to train. But if that's not you, then that's not how you should be training. And there's so many great um, fitness classes or different things beyond. I, I love CrossFit. That's my thing. But, I mean, there's so many body pumps and uh, burn boot camp for women is becoming huge all over the country and Zumba and and whatever it is. But I really feel like who you choose to train with and who or have as a trainer, I think is super important to fitness. You know, you, you say something about, I, I like the fact that you just brought up that comment about it's like in education because you and I talk to Ben a lot and I tell Ben, I think he would make a great teacher oh, he because when, when I train with him, he doesn't just focus on the fact that here's a workout, go do it. He goes through the fat motion of let me see how you're doing the workout. And even a couple of times when he emailed me the workout, he sent me videos and then asked me, well, show me how did you do it when you went? And I was like, I think I was doing it wrong. And we found out I was, and he corrected it. And just to have that sense of, again, I can tolerate the barking. I can tolerate the drill sergeant. But the caring coach who's willing to say, hey, I'm in your corner. I'm on your team. I'm with you. You can push through this. That motivation, sometimes you just can't get from a drill sergeant. Yeah. And I think I want to talk for a moment um, uh, about the, the connection between physical fitness and uh, prosperity in the workplace. The the, the tie in there because I, 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 you know, one of my one of my closest friends. Um, well, I, I can honestly say probably my best friend. Um, he's a personal trainer, and he made the statement to me that the better you feel about yourself through physical fitness, the higher you, the faster you move in advancements with jobs because people view that sense of commitment and dedication to your personal self saying that, oh, that has to translate into your professional development in the same way. So what, what is your take on that? I mean, you, you know that, you know, we talked last episode, you know, about stress and things like that. You know that the, the chemicals that are released in your body from exercise are positive. And it's, it's hard for me to see teachers... There's more than a few that are overweight Mm -hmm. and there's more than a few that are sedentary. So I think especially in the, the teaching force, I think fitness has to be a part of it. And, and I know as I got better with CrossFit, as I got fitter and as I talked to, you know, I talked to my kids a lot about CrossFit when I was doing it and it was just another connection. We even had jump rope competitions. Yeah, we had jump rope competitions. We do stuff like that. So I think, you know, in terms of if we're taking it not just to the workplace but to the classroom, your kids model what they see. So do you think that a teacher who, let's say August comes around, the teachers, the students see the teacher and the teacher's slightly overweight and, you know, struggling with with, with the sedentary lifestyle and all of a sudden 
the students started noticing that the teacher started to morph and to change. Do you think that that would translate into a greater sense of respect from the students of saying, okay, wow, here's my teacher. They're talking about it. They're doing it. I'm seeing it. Maybe it would help push them to a place I, to accomplish I, something. I, I think that's a good point because we talk about this a lot. Kids want, kids believe what they see, not what you say. Now, you don't even have to talk about it. But I think there's, there's a kid is going to notice. Kids are going to be observant. Oh, they're brutally honest. And they're brutally honest. But, and if, as a teacher coming to, to your personal health as in the professional workplace, what teacher wouldn't want to have their kids tell them that they look fantastic? Hey, hey, Miss Smith, I see you lost a lot of weight. That's really awesome. And I think it sets a good example. Now, granted... Is it maybe going to change the fact that kids eat junk food when they go into the into the cafeteria? No, it may not. But I think it it is, especially in education, an opportunity to show that health and fitness is important. Right, and I, you know, and I think it may translate into a changed lifestyle for certain kids because there are certain kids who may say, you know what. I see Mr. Krieger. I, I, I see, you know, he likes to snack as much as I do. We both like Reese's, but instead of him eating a peanut butter cup, you know, he brings in a tablespoon of peanut butter and eats a couple of chocolate almonds in the class throughout the, you know, the snack on throughout the day. Maybe I can try that as a snack versus sitting up and eating a bag of chips, uh, both Reese's, peanut butter cups, which, I mean, you and I both. Are, I mean, fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic treat. But because I, I remember when we first met, you talked about your 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 addiction to uh to Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, and Reese's peanut Reese's. butter cups, <laughs> Pop Tarts, Pringles were usually always in there. Bag of licorice was always usually in the desk, you know. So, but also those things, there's maybe a lot of these kids they don't see an example. They they don't know that physical fitness or exercise is available to them. Right. And you could be opening up a window to them that they don't even know exists. But I mean, on the grander scale, like, if you're a teacher and you're on your feet all day, and you're a man that's six feet tall and you're 260, that's a lot more stress on your body than if you're six feet tall and 230. Absolutely. You know, I even noticed that when my weight fluctuates, that once it gets to a certain point, my back starts hurting. My feet start hurting. It gets more diff- more and more difficult for me to 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 stay awake. I go home and I'm spent and I go to sleep. Uh, versus when we were working out pretty consistently, you know, a couple of times a week. My energy. I mean, I'm all. You know, my energy is always. Even if I'm tired, I can be up all night long. I'm still gonna bring it. But I notice that I feel better. I go longer. I last longer. And I just like all around. Everything is just better. And um, like I say, this is my struggle. I mean, this is my this is my my hurdle that I have to do. And we talked about it when Ben was here that it has to become so ingrained in me that it has to be, I'm doing this because I want to make it happen. And not because I feel like, oh, this is what other people want or this is what, you know, it, it has to become personal. And I think that 
the more and more I talk about it, I tell people all the time, I talk about things that I struggle with because I want others to help hold me accountable for those things that I struggle with. I don't want to stay in a closet about the fact that I love, I'm a baker. Come on, man. I'm a baker. So I'm not like somebody else who says, oh, I'm, oh I just won't buy it. Because I don't have to buy it. I can sit at home and make it. As long as I got some flour, some sugar, and a butter, I can make anything I want. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is the challenge um, for me is, is you know, I said I, I can get the workout thing down and be consistent with that. But my big thing is my diet. Because if my diet is not right, then I'm not going to want to work out. You know, and it's that, you know, that idea of feeding the fire. You know, if I'm just putting walled up pieces of notebook paper on my fire, it's going to burn quick. Whereas if I'm putting logs on my fire, now they'll they'll sustain. Even when the wind blows, it'll sustain. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm trying to focus on now is trying to get the diet part down. And I hate the word diet because people think, oh, you have to go on a diet. No, when I say diet, I mean... You, what mean, you, you mean nutrition. Right. What nutrition you eat every day. Nutrition is the word you're looking for. What you eat every day. Yeah. That's, you I mean, what's part of your diet? Not your diet, the thing, the your diet. Like fat or a certain. Right, because I don't do those, but I do see that there's a need for me to, to change what I'm eating in order to make sure that I'm, I'm able to do. And I'll be around for my daughter. You know, that's my big thing. You know, I have, you know, beautiful daughter. I want to walk her down the aisle. You know, I want to be there when my grandchild is born. I want to make sure she, I kind of went too far. I want to make sure she graduated high school, go through college, then get married. There we go. If you're listening to this in the van, that's the order. High school, college, career, then you find a husband and, and do all that other stuff. Um, yeah, but I think it really, you know, if we were going to leave him with something, I think you, you have to be humble and you have to understand yourself and know what's manageable. Like, you can... You can do a lot. You can do a good workout in 10 minutes. You can get yourself burning fast if you're doing the right things for 10 minutes. But it comes down to what we were talking about last last week with, you know, learning in the summer. Start with something you know you can stick with. The good program you stick with is better than the perfect program you quit after a week. You know, don't take on, oh, I'm going to do this brand new diet and I'm going to do this brand new cleanse and I'm going to do this five days a week of training and all those things. Like if that's, if you're, if you're starting from nothing, that's a little extreme. It's a little extreme. Start with, you know, go for a walk three days a week. Start with something, you know, you can manage and, you know, find people who are on the journey with you. Yeah. I, I love the, the saying that you should. Find one person who's above you that can teach you. You should find one person that's at your same point that you can learn from. And find one person that's a little bit behind you that you can teach to them. And you, you should be good to go. So I like to say that one more time. You, you should find, and I forget who said it, you should find one person who's ahead of you that can teach you. One person that's at your same level that you can learn with. And then one person that's a little bit behind you that you can teach. Um... I think that's super important, you know, because like in terms of fitness, Ben is ahead of me. And then our buddy Chris, who comes and work out to work out with us, he and I are are pretty close to where we push each other. And then, you know, you know, you're over. There's a few people, you know, my mom wants help. So there's people that I can teach. But 
the thing is, and like you said, you got to want it. And you know, we could talk for hours about the benefits for teachers, but if it's not a lifestyle you want, then you're, you're not going to do it. And you know, we can tell you it'll benefit your kids, but honestly, deep down, it, it's, it's got to be intrinsically motivated. Because as much as we can keep you honest and we can keep you accountable, like, like you said, it's, it's up to you to put the work in. Right. And that, no one can do that for you. Yeah. And I think that that's where that um, commitment and dedication to what you do. So, um, so Kyle, that, that, that was a pretty good nugget there. But do you have anything else you want to leave them with? Are you? I, the last thing I would do, you know, this, it's the middle of June. Get into the habit now so you can keep it when school starts. Find a routine that you can stick with. If you know you're going back to school, don't be working out at 12 in the afternoon. Either work out at 6 in the morning because, you know, a workout you know you can do before school or work out in the evening that you know you can do after school. Get into the habit already. It's like start building that habit so that way when school starts, it's already ingrained in you. You've already got that as a part of your routine. Like this is an important part of my life. Because your routine is going to change from summer to, to school year. But as much as you can make your routine in the summer look like your routine for the school year, you have a lot better chance of sustaining that, that lifestyle of, you know, and the health and fitness that you want. You know, and I like that you said that. Because um, I always tell people when I go on vacation, I still like to wake up early when I go on vacation. Because it makes my days longer. And it makes my vacation seems longer. Because if I sleep in and stay up late, then I'm missing so much of the crust of my day, the meaty part of my day. I'm losing. So it makes it seem like, oh, it seems like I didn't get a break. Well, you slept until one. You stayed up till five. And when you really could have been doing stuff meaningful during those hours, you were asleep. Or you were just waking up, just starting your day. You know, so um, I like that idea. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to challenge me on this because as we leave this this podcast, I don't want to just leave it and nothing be done. Because I said, this is more for me than anybody else. Um, so I'm charging you up as my accountability partner to make sure that you're checking in with me to make sure that I'm accountable for getting to the gym and doing what I need to do. Because um, that is something that is doable. I mean... How many, how many days a week you go? I want to go three days a week. Three days a week. I want to go three days a week. We can do that. Three days a week. Because that's something that's even maintainable once school starts. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as much time as we spend, you know, it should, it, should, it should become routine like going to church. It should become routine like brushing your teeth. You wouldn't dare go out of the house without brushing your teeth. So you should not start your day or, or get go through a day without getting to the gym and doing something that's going to help sustain you right now. Love it. So. Perfect. Huh, you hear it, podcast. So um, I'm trying to kill the fat boy inside of me. Just trying to live a healthy life, trying to make each other better. That's what it boils down to. And uh, like I said, it's I'm lucky to have such good partners and people who hold me accountable, you know, because I can help hold him accountable in, you know, this part of his life, but he'll help me be accountable in other parts. So it's works good. Build a team. Build a team. Absolutely. And make sure you're not the sharpest bunch, sharpest knife in the, in the drawer. 
Yep. If you're the sharpest knife in the drawer, you need to find a new drawer. <laughs> so. All right. So that was great. Um, I don't think there's anything else. So, again, um, educators, educators, this summertime, if you know you're getting back to work, um, check out our webpage. LEA is available. Uh, our two-year mentoring program, we're really excited about it. Your teachers will actually be able to get their CPE hours with us. So you don't have to worry about that. It's not just an arbitrary, mundane training. It's not the same training from year to year. I mean, that you get every single year. It's something different, something new, something vibrant, something we think will help bring back the value of the teaching craft from, from, the, from the ground up. Yep, absolutely. So, so the teacher from August to July, the way the program's structured, the teacher will get uh, 48 hours of CPE. Just in our program. Just in our program alone. And, and most districts re require less than that. So yeah. if you're in the state of Texas and you're looking for somebody that, that can come in, uh, if you're looking for motivational speakers, Kyle and I both are available for mm -hmm. motivational speakers. Um, check Again, check out our website. You can see our, our ABCs of Inspired Teaching. We did at the in, uh, Inspire Conference. Um, you can see some of the other things that we did. We're going to try to get some videos up. Here pretty soon, um, working with a videographer to get some more footage out there so that we can actually help promote so that you can see what you're getting. And again, I think that as we, as I go through this transformation, it's good for me to kind of post it and kind of be, be transparent with people. Absolutely. So we want to thank you again for listening. Appreciate it. Again, leave comments, leave questions. If you have any questions, comments, leave them. Uh, again, we're trying to get on iTunes, and we want to make sure that we give a good showing to get in that market. There's not a lot of educational podcasts on iTunes. So we're trying to make sure we get in there and get it going. So appreciate you listening and have a great rest of your week.